What is up, TFA fam? Welcome into the early look at week five waivers. It is a uh, it is a pretty thin week. It is a a weak week, one might say, but that means we didn't have anything crazy happen. So that's that's always good. Going to be a quick show for you guys tonight. It's a, it's a week to save your fab, save your your waiver priority. Kevin's back. He's done coaching the baseball. Raylan already wa- rocking with us. Appreciate all you guys. So, Kev, let's just go ahead and dive into this and then get back to uh, the revenge, the revenge game of all revenge games. Sounds like a plan. Let's start right on it. Let's just jump right into the quarterbacks for this week. There's actually some decent options this week. It's uh, some pretty good matchups uh, for week five. But, you know, you got Sam Darnold. Nobody wants to play Sam Darnold, apparently. Yeah, like only rostered in 37% of leagues. All the guy that keeps balling every single week. Completed 26 of 39 for 301 yards and two touchdowns today. And the dude is just out here rushing for his, I mean, just continues to put up rushing touchdowns six times for 35 yards and two more rushing touchdowns today. I think he has six rushing touchdowns on the season. And so for leagues that play, you know, that are, that are four point passing touchdowns with six-point rushing touchdowns. I mean, that is coming up huge right now for Sam Darnold. And he's currently averaging 24.4 fantasy points per game. He gets Philly this week. It's not a great matchup, but it's not a terrible matchup either with the weapons that they have. So Sam Darnold continues to be atop this. He feels like the Logan Thomas of last year, where he's literally on this list every single week, and he's literally never (laughs) rostered because nobody wants to play him. And he just keeps balling out every week. Next up on the list is Trey Lance. As we know, Jimmy Garoppolo did leave today with a with an injury. Uh, he's, he he uh, is rostered in thirty seven or Trey Lance is rostered in thirty percent of leagues. I will say it's not a great matchup against Arizona this week. Arizona has been really good so far this yeah. season, but he uh, Trey Lance completed nine of eighteen for one fifty seven and two touchdowns. He had that that wide open Debo Samuel touchdown that I was tilting my face off because I had a lot of Brandon Ayuk at DFS. So. You know, that was awesome. But regardless of that, uh, he also rushed seven times for 41 yards. And that right there is exactly what makes people – what you should be excited about with Trey Lance is that rushing upside he has. This is a, this is a tough matchup, like I said. The the Cardinals are ranked third in pass DVOA and, and allow the eighth fewest fantasy points to the, uh, to the quarterbacks. However, like I said, his rushing upside makes him, I think, kind of an intriguing R, uh, QB2 next week. Uh, and I think he's a better long-term option as well because if he shows better than J- – J- if Jimmy Garoppolo is out next week, then I think Trey Lance is, is definitely a long, long-term long guy. And I think somebody – with all the weapons that they have with Ayuk and uh, Debo Samuel and George Kittle, I think he could be somebody that we're talking about as a weekly QB1 moving forward, especially because of his rushing upside that he, uh, he has. Daniel Jones, the Daniel Jones tour continues next week. He's a, He is only rostered in 31% of Yahoo leagues. And they get Dallas next week. He has, he completed this week 28 of 40 for 402 passing yards, two touchdowns and one interception. He also continues to carry the ball at a higher rate, four times for 27 yards. Uh, he's averaging 24 fantasy points per game right now. And he faces a Dallas defense that I think is pretty average in terms of pass defense, 14th in pass DVOA. They allow the 12th most fantasy points to quarterbacks. So Daniel Jones continues to be out here slinging the rock every single week. And with his rushing upside as well, he kind of gives him a little bit of a safe floor. And then you have Trevor Lawrence, who really looked probably the best he's looked all year in that Thursday night game against the Bengals, completed 17 of 24 for 204. Uh, He also carried the ball eight times for 36 yards and a touchdown. Listen, they get to face the Titans next week, uh, who are absolutely horrendous. 
They ranked 22nd in pass DVOA and allowed uh, the 10th most fantasy points to the position. Uh, you know, Zach Wilson got brought back to life today, knocking off the Titans on the road. Now, obviously, the Titans were missing A.J. Brown and Julio Jones. But regardless, that defense is absolutely booty. And then I put Matt Ryan on here. He's rostered for 53% of leagues. I know he hasn't been great, but today he did pass for 283-4 and four against the Washington football team. But I'm going to say this. The Jets defense has not been terrible this year. That's not been the problem why their record is what it is, but uh, they're 18th in passing away, but they allow the third fewest points to quarterbacks. Uh, so uh, I, I don't think this is a great matchup for Matt Ryan, but I don't hate it either against the Jets. So they have the weapons to be a much better passing offense. So I think that's kind of the list for me right now. Um, I think this is kind of the best matchup you can look at for a quarterback position. Yeah, for sure. And we'll have our streamer videos this week as well. Maybe have a couple more options after we dig a little deeper into this. But I'm going to go ahead and roll right into the to the running back waiver ads for this week. My top guy this week is going to be Kenny Gainwell. He's someone who's been on this list, I think, every week this year. But right out of the gate, you could tell that Philly was really looking to get him involved in this game plan today against the Chiefs. Had 29 snaps today. That is the highest he's played all year. Had 11 opportunities. He turned into 89 total yards. He was second in targets, tied with Zachers, only behind Devonta Smith with eight. And then outside of week three, uh, he's had at least nine opportunities each week. So this isn't, you know, obviously today is, you know, the, the best production he's had. I'm not overreacting. To this, I don't think because he does have some flex value because of, you know, getting close to at least double digit opportunities, having, like I said, nine in uh, in three of the four games this week. So in your deeper leagues has, um, you know, does have some flex appeal and 10 teams, 10 team leagues are probably not doing it. But, you know, 12 teams, if you have like a second flex spot and especially 14 team leagues has uh, definitely has that flex value. He's rostered in less than 30% of leagues on Yahoo and ESPN. Obviously, the the one injury that we kind of got today seems like, uh, as of right now, he has escaped a, uh, a serious knee injury. And that's obviously David Montgomery uh, for the Bears. Damian Williams, again, I've had him on the list already this year as a stash. If Monty are, were to miss multiple weeks, I think – you know, especially people, uh, you know, that had Christian McCaffrey could potentially look to pick up Damian Williams to, to you know, have him kind of carry them over the next couple of weeks until McCaffrey comes back, you know, potentially this week. But either way, we're always starved for some running back production. And Damian Williams is definitely going to be the guy for as long as David Montgomery is out. He has been getting some opportunity even while Monty was healthy. So the important thing here you know, depending on how much fab you're going to drop or if you're going to use, you know, your top waiver priority for the week, make sure you're paying attention to the injury reports that's going to be coming out between now and Wednesday. Like I said, as of right now, it looks like it's just a hyperextended knee. It doesn't seem like it's any going to be anything serious, anything long-term, but definitely make sure you're keeping an eye on that. Uh, Latavius Murray is – I put him under must-add, but, like, he should be, like, in – if I had a tier between must add and secondary ads, that's where like Latavius Murray would be sliding in. But he saw 18 carries today. Tyson Williams, uh, apparently in the doghouse, he was a healthy scratch. They wanted to get a look at Lev Bell. I, I don't get it. I don't understand it. But 
Latavius Murray has been the one constant for the Ravens' uh, rushing attack this year. And uh, well, this year, yeah. Um, ended up playing 30 snaps today. Lev Bell got 16. Devonta Freeman got six. He is kind of on the edge as far as what we look for in terms of our waivers in Yahoo leagues. He is nearly 50% rostered. ESPN is only uh, 34% though. So you can definitely look to add him, especially if you're in ESPN leagues. I don't know if we're going to necessarily be able to quote unquote count on any of these Ravens running backs that like I said, it, it just doesn't make any sense to me why they feel the need to get Devonta Freeman and Lev Bell involved. I, I think they're perfectly fine with Latavius Murray and Tyson Williams, but again, looks like Tyson is in the doghouse, and Latavius Murray looks like to be the uh, the consistent ad here. Then just moving on to some secondary ads for the week, looking at guys like J.D. McKissick, Alex Collins, David Johnson. With Alex Collins, this one's interesting. Uh, we we, we kind of already know what J.D. McKissick is, right? Full PPR is where he's going to have the most value. Uh after only playing 20 snaps in week one, we thought we were getting the and the full-on Antonio Gibson experience, and that has not been the case. McKissick's snaps have gone up to 31, 25, and then 27 snaps today. He's had double-digit opportunities in two of the last three weeks and has found the end zone in two of those weeks as well. He's not someone I'm breaking the bank for, but like I said, full PPR leagues, I think he could be a, a an okay flex option. Uh, in in your deeper leagues, ten team and lower again, probably not uh probably not going out of my way to to grab him, but twelve team leagues and up, you can look to grab him. Uh, going back to Alex Collins really quick, uh, was not active week one, but his snaps and touches have increased in the past three games. Ended up with twenty two snaps today, and Chris Carson saw only twenty five, which I thought was pretty interesting. Uh, he also outproduced Car- Carson, put up 78 total yards on 12 opportunities. Carson getting 31 yards on 14 opportunities. Now, th- I don't see Collins outright taking this job away from Carson, but this would be like such a peak Pete Carroll thing to do as to start giving you know a split backfield or you know a 1A to a 1B role with, with Alex Collins. So. He's definitely worth a, a speculative pickup if things are going to continue this week. I don't see why this would have been a one-off thing for uh, for Seattle, but I'm not going to be dropping a bunch of fab on him. Again, not burning. If you have like a, a priority waiver system, not going to be burning my priority ad on him, but he is somebody to pick up and, and just stash, I guess, especially if anything happens with Chris Carson, who – you know, has been banged up over the past couple of years. Looks like Collins is going to be the guy to step into a bigger role with Rashad Penny hitting IR. And then David Johnson, I'm kind of just throwing in here because obviously Houston is absolute doo-doo butter trash. Uh, he's obviously the, the, the pass catching back here. Saw a couple more carries today with Mark Ingram only seeing six. So, He's someone you can add if you're desperate, but I'm not going out of my way to get him. And then some stashes out here. Jeremy McNichols not overreacting to to his 12 targets today. Obviously, with the Titans having nothing at uh having nothing at wide receiver, McNichols step, stepped into a bigger role. And then Malcolm Brown, I have no idea what the Dolphins are doing with their backfield. Uh apologies to anyone who <laughs> 
who was on the on the Sunday live show today and heard me recommend starting Miles Gaskin. If it makes you feel any better, I also had Miles Gaskin in my uh in my FanDuel 50-50 lineup as well. So I I went down with the ship. I didn't leave you guys floating out there solo. I'm, I I went down on that Titanic sized miss for me today. Yeah, I mean that's uh, hey, I mean uh, that's what happens with these with these uh, ambiguous backfields, right? I don't understand what they're doing either. Uh, with him, he's definitely the pass catcher running back there. Um, so uh, yeah, uh, what can you do about that? But anyways, uh, I will also mention that David Williams, Matt Nagy said after the game that he that David Williams is also dealing with a quad injury. So um, we might be looking at a Khalil Herbert. Uh, you know, I don't know. Well, it's something we're gonna have to monitor to kind of see how this thing shakes out because as of right now. What it looks like for uh, Montgomery is a hyperextended knee, but they're saying, but obviously it could end up being an MCL, which probably would put him out three to four weeks. And then Damian Williams did suffer a quad injury, but I don't know how this, uh, the, there's been no word about severity on that. They just, they, this is what Matt Nagy said after the game. And so that's something we're going to have to monitor because I think Damian Williams obviously is probably the priority, but uh, Khalil Herbert is somebody that I would keep my eyes on at running back. Uh, let's just move over to wide receiver. There's not like um, I, I think that the main one that stood out to me today is Darnell Mooney. He's only rostered in 38% of leagues. Uh, Holded uh, five receptions on seven targets, 125 yards and a touchdown. Good for 18.5 PPR points. I knew it was coming. Uh, the guys continue to receive uh, a ton of targets. He's received at least seven or more targets in three of the four games this season. And he, today he received an absurd 41% target share. I, you know, I it was uh, I guess Allen Robinson finally started go, getting going as well, but this Maybe. offense definitely looked much better today than what it has the previous weeks. They didn't have to do a whole lot because they weren't playing the Lions, so they were able to lead on the run. But if you look at their next four games at Las Vegas, Green Bay, at Tampa Bay, and San Francisco, there's a lot of really good matchups there, especially with Green Bay, all the injuries they suffered today to their secondary. Tampa Bay's secondary is terrible. San Francisco's yeah. secondary is terrible. So there's some really good matchups here to exploit over uh, coming up for this team as well. So Darnell Mooney, only roster in 38% of leagues. I think that he is... I, I think, honestly, depending on what we hear about Chicago, that this backfield, if if Chicago or if David Montgomery is only going to be out for a week or two, I think you can make a case that Darnell Mooney is the top waiver ad this week. Uh, just because of his opportunities, the number two, he plays 100% of the snaps, and he just continues to see a lot of targets. So I like Darnell Mooney a lot. I was surprised he's only rostered 38% of leagues, but I guess it makes some sense. He has struggled. So Darnell Mooney uh, it should definitely be on people's radars. And then A.J. Green? Like, uh, I don't know. Like, I didn't know if I should have him here or not, or maybe he deserves on the next list. But only rostered in 24% of leagues. Uh, five receptions on six targets, 67 yards and a touchdown today, 17.7 PPR points. But so far on the year, he has an 18% target share, 18.1 yards per reception, is 14th the best among all wide receivers. And he scored double-digit fantasy points in three straight weeks, and he's connected to an elite offense. So while I don't think there's a huge ceiling here, like I think he can, he's a viable wide receiver three, four-ish, I think, uh, on most weeks because he's connected to Kyler Murray and in this offense. And so, you know, we're, we're getting into bye weeks, and so he's going to start looking like a guy who you're probably going to want to play in your flex uh, on some weeks, so depending on matchup. So I don't hate A.J. Green. I, I don't think he has an incredibly high ceiling, 
But, I mean, he, he appears to be their deep threat in this offense and continues to get opportunities. So, uh, you know, I think you can add A.J. Green if you if you wish. Moving on to the 12, uh, the, the, the secondary list here, Rashad Bateman uh, was at returned to practice this past week. They have two weeks to activate him. He's still in the roster in 25% of Yahoo League. So, I think he's a definite add right now. I know this isn't a, a you know a pass first offense, but I think he could step right in and, and be the number two wide receiver in this offense. But we'll see how things shake out here. But Rashad Bateman is definitely a more of a speculative ad, somebody that I want exposure to. Randall Cobb only rostered in thirteen percent of leagues. Uh, hauled in five receptions on six targets for two touchdowns today. He led all receivers in receiving yards and touchdowns. And I think he's probably going to see an expanded role now that MBS is on IR. So. I, any 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 wide receiver you can get that is tied to Aaron Rodgers, I'm about that life. And uh, so I like Randall Cobb as more of just a flex option in 12-team leagues and above. Curtis Samuel returned today, first game back of the year, rostered in 40% of leagues. Uh, he was only targeted four, four times for 19 yards. I think he's going to be hard to trust uh, next week. But we did see Diami Brown and Logan Thomas uh, get hurt today. So, I mean, yeah. the targets could definitely be there for Curtis Samuel. So, uh, I think he's at least worth an add in 12-team leagues. De- Devontae Parker, only rostered in 38% of leagues. I figured that would be higher. Four receptions on nine targets for 77 yards and a touchdown. He currently has a 21% target share on this offense. Uh, obviously, the offense is not great, but he's seen at least seven targets in every game this season. I think he makes for a decent wide receiver four next week against a Bucks defense that allows the most fantasy points to wide receivers on the season. Jameson Crowder uh, came back today. Twenty. Uh, he's rostered in 20 20- 20% of leagues, made a season debut, seven receptions on nine targets for 61 yards and a touchdown. And the Jets take on a Falcons defense that allows the 11th most fantasy points to wide receivers. So Jameson Crowder you know, plays primarily in the slot. He's got to see a lot of targets. I don't mind adding Jameson Crowder. Uh, Quintess Cephas caught four or five for 83. He's averaging 20.8 yards per reception, 17th among all wide receivers in deep threat or deep targets, excuse me. But I think he's going to be hard to trust, but he has scored double-digit fantasy points in three of the four games this year. But I think, you know, he might be a guy we can look at, you know, once we get into the waiver wire, or excuse me, once we get into bye weeks that is, you know, only what one more week away. Maybe somebody that you can look at as a wide receiver four or five, depending on how many flex options you have. But he's going to be hard to trust uh, because they're, they're, they're relying more on guys like Khalif Raymond. We saw Amon Ross St. Brown get involved. Yeah. He seems to be more of the deep threat variety. Uh, but so the next up is Van Jefferson. He was on the deep stash. I, I have moved him up to the 12 team because he continues to be involved in this offense. He's only rostered in 5% of leagues, five receptions for six targets for 90 yards and a touchdown. He has scored two touchdowns or he has scored a touchdown each uh, two of his last three games. He's really starting to emerge as, as really viable wide receiver three in this offense. And, while that offense did not look fantastic today against Arizona at home, I think uh, more weeks than not, this offense is going to be clicking on all cylinders. And I like Van Jefferson, uh, you know, second-year wide receiver tied to Matt Stafford, this offense. So he's only rostered in 5% of leagues. So um, other than that, you know, I think some deep guys, like I said, Khalif Raymond, he scored double-digit fantasy points in each of the last two weeks. But, man, I don't trust him whatsoever. Quez no. Watkins, Kadarius Toney. Well, with all the injuries they have there for the Giants, uh, he did score, I think it was 13 fantasy points today. Don't really mind him, but I don't really know how much you're going to trust him with all the other weapons they have. But they do have a lot of injuries right now. So Josh Palmer, Josh Reynolds, Byron Pringle, I think you have to be in like a 16-team league for those guys to be on your radar. So uh, that pretty much does it for me for wide receivers. Yeah, as far as 
tight end ads for waivers. The only guy that I'm really uh, looking at is Dalton Schultz. We'll, we'll have some more information for you guys on the streaming video, but Schultz is someone, you know, it's a little bit annoying with Jarwin still involved, but Dalton Schultz has seen at least six targets in three, four games this year, and I think he's had at least six catches for 45 yards in every game this year as well. So as, as far as waiver as, I think Schultz is the only tight end really worth mentioning. But we will have a couple more uh, streaming options for you. The disrespect of Dawson Knox. The disrespect. He, I want him over. I want him over over Dalton Schultz, and he's only rostered forty seven percent of these. Oh, the disrespect of Dawson Knox. He scored fourteen point nine last week on five targets, four for forty nine to one. This week he goes five for eight for two touchdowns. I want I want the tight end tied to uh, Josh Allen. The you know I think he's had a little bit of a late breakout. He, and when we're talking about tight ends, we're talking about a, we talk about a, a really barren landscape of, of players. If you could give me this uh, two weeks in a row, I'm about that life. Not to mention the fact that their upcoming schedule is at KC, at Tennessee. Then you will go by. Then they get Miami at Jacksonville at the Jets. Like it is shaping up to be just tremendous, tremendous upside for this dude. So Dawson Knox definitely deserves to be on the list as well. I just think he's someone who is going to sit around like Sam Darnold is right. Like I, I'm just not ready to, to fully buy in to, to Dawson Knox just yet. This hasn't been a, a position that Josh Allen has targeted very much over the past couple of years. Manny Sanders now involved. Cole Beasley still involved. We haven't had the the massive Stefan Diggs game just yet. I, I do think Dawson Knox will, will absolutely be in the in the waiver, I mean in the in the streaming discussion, but I, I can't I can't get there as an ad just just yet. But it, it, it is absolutely barren. I, I think, you know, give me Dawson Knox over Cole Komet for sure. You know, guys guys like that. But as far as someone who I am like Picking up with the intent of holding Schultz would be my guy. I think I think you could pick up Dawson Knox and start him. Like, like there's not very many tight ends. I mean, when we really talk about tight ends, you're talking about like what seven guys, maybe six guys that you just feel good about on a weekly basis, right? That, that you feel good about playing. Everybody else is like, ah, like I don't know. Like, I guess I'm gonna play him. Maybe it's a little bit higher, maybe it's like eight or nine, but still. Like, there's a wide range of tight ends that, that just go all over the place. And so, you know, Mike Kosicki we could have talked about, but he's now rostered more because uh, he had another good game again today. But I think those would be the two. Yeah, either way, there's not many. D- Dawson Knox is, w- would be on the short list. Real quick from Triple Trey, how do we feel about A-Rob? I'm... <laughs> They didn't have to throw the ball a lot today. So, I mean, I, I get it. Uh, you know, he is going to see the, the majority of the uh, coverage and the attention from defenses, which is going to open things up for Darnell Mooney. But I think good things are coming for Allen Robinson. I mean, he did find, I mean, he had himself probably his best game of the year, I think, uh, I believe, or maybe it's tied uh, with, I think he did have a touchdown, I think week one or whatever. But, um, you know, I, I think I, it, it's, t- it's tough to trust him uh, right now because yeah. he's not putting up a lot of points and he's not doing a whole lot. But, I think better times are coming. Listen, Allen Robinson has been successful with every quarterback he's ever had, and he's had some really fucking bad ones. So I'm holding Allen Robinson, uh, I think, or I'm even looking out to go out and buy him if you can. 
Yeah, def definitely a good buy low opportunity. I, I echo everything that the Cav just said. Mr. Special Edition, we did mention Damian Williams, but the, the important thing to do is to make sure you are checking up on the injury report for David Montgomery. Looks like a, as of right now, early reports are optimistic. Looks like it's just going to be a hyperextended knee, not expected to miss a ton of time. Looks like he avoided a major knee injury. So don't go crazy with Damian Williams just yet. Uh, and Tommy wants to know what to do with Joe Mixon. You hold him. I mean, he was having a good game before yeah. he got injured. And it sounds like by all accounts that it's not anything serious. They should be good to go for next week. So uh, he's still getting 85% of the opportunities. And I think he would have uh, had an even better day had he not got hurt right there at the end. So uh, Joe Mixon has been fine. I mean, uh, it's not the numbers that we were necessarily looking for. But as long as he continues to get this sort of opportunity share, he's going to be fine. Yeah, definitely somebody uh, I, I'm not pa panicking on. And if um, if that's somebody you're you're able to go out and buy on the cheap, he would be another guy I would look to to go and do as well. Uh, if Monty is not out for week five, would you trade Chubb for David Montgomery from our guy no. Brian? Boom. Hold Calvin or trade. You're, you're not going to be able to get the necessary trade value from him, so he's a hold. He's also somebody else you could go out and look uh, look to buy. You're, you're not going to get – I don't even know what to what, ex, what I would expect to get in return for Calvin Ridley right now. He hasn't had a, a Calvin Ridley-type game because apparently Cordero Patterson is a thing. So Who, who would have thought that Cordero Patterson would be this? Because like every week it's kind of like, okay, I'm not going like, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not to move him up. It's Cordero Patterson. I don't get a little game. Cool, and, and he just continues to eat worlds. I mean, today he absolutely uh, crushed, right? But I don't know. Like, I will say this though: Cordell Patterson is the absolute quintessential sell high, sell as fast as you can on that guy because this is not going to sustain itself all year. We appreciate you guys joining us. Please be sure to hit that subscribe button. We are working our way to three K. Hit us with a like as well. You can jump in the Discord. That is absolutely free. We will have rankings and streams out for you guys. Uh, the streams will come out Tuesday. Rankings will be coming out Wednesday. So make sure you are keeping things locked here and looking forward to more content coming. Hope you guys get those dubs this week on the week five.